Welcome to the Vets First podcast, a research-based conversation centered around the VA healthcare system, its services, and patients. From Iowa City, Iowa, here's your hosts, Dr. Levi Sowers and Brandon Ray. Welcome back to the Vets First podcast. I am Dr. Levi Sowers, and with me as always is Brandon Ray. Hello, everyone. Today, we're on our sixth episode. I didn't think we were going to make it this far, but um, kicking and screaming, here we come. Today, we are going to continue the kidney transplant discussion that we started in episode five. We have two pretty exciting interviews today. The first is a father-son pair, David and Vince. Uh, David is the son who will be donating a kidney to his father, Vince, who is a veteran. And we were able to catch them before they had their kidney transplant and actually about two days before their surgery, which was pretty neat to, to hear and and get their experience uh, from them directly. Our second interview today is with veteran Jack Jones, who was part of a pretty historic event. Uh, He was the first veteran at the Iowa City VA healthcare system to receive a hep C positive kidney um, with a new program headed by Dr. Christy Thomas, who you'll hear on the next episode. Jack Jones is part of a program here at the Iowa City VA healthcare system where kidneys that are hep C positive, uh, are able to be transplanted into uh, veterans. Uh, It's the first in the nation to do such things. Uh, It's a really interesting, cool program uh, because we now have the ability to cure uh, hep C in people. Uh, It has allowed this program to take kidneys that would have normally been wasted and given to veterans who are very deserving of such kidneys. And so he'll be the second interview you hear today, and he's the first person in the U.S., possibly in the world, to receive a hep C positive kidney, and that was done right here at the Iowa City VA. Welcome back to the Vets First Podcast. Today, we're lucky to have Vince and his son, David, uh, who are a kind of unique pair. Vince is an Air Force veteran of eight years. And he is going to be a recipient of a kidney kidney transplant from his son, David. And also joining us is Darlene and Jennifer. Um, they're caregivers. And, of course, Brandon is always with me Hello, uh, per the usual. And uh, welcome. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you coming here and yeah. talking to us about this. Our pleasure. So um, first things first, Vince, how did you um, get into the Air Force? Where did you grow up at? Where, where did you grow up at? I grew up in, uh, well, I was born in Michigan, but then I moved to California. We lived in New Mexico <laughs> and uh, moved to Alaska in 78. Oh, wow. All over the place. All, all over the place. All over the place. That's cool. Yeah. So how did you end up joining the Air Force? Uh, I didn't want to continue uh, going into school from college from there, and I just yeah. had it, and I just wanted to get in the Air Force. And what and year did you join the Air Force? 1955. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and uh, got out in 1963. 1963. So you were in a relatively peacetime at that time, correct? Or was, there, was that during Korea? Uh, no, it was oh, after cool. Korea and just starting in Vietnam. Oh, okay. Wow. So I was right in that area. Okay. It was okay. Vietnam era, but I wasn't in Vietnam. Where, where were you stationed at? My tech school was in... Um, Illinois and Rantoul, Champana, Urbana, just uh-huh. above that. And I was stationed for a short time in Lincoln, Nebraska. I was stationed in uh, Sandstrom, Greenland. 
and then Castle Air Force Base in California. Wow, wow, that's crazy. You've been all over the place. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> um, so how long have you been seeking care from the VA? How long? Yeah. Uh, probably about 18 years now. Oh, wow. So is it all rel- re- related to kidney issues? or No, no, just, just general stuff for general checkups and yearly and stuff. And, and so... Uh, actually, that's about it. The only major thing is this. Yeah, so Vince is here, obviously, for a, a kidney transplant. And um, when did you first start noticing that you had a problem with your kidneys or what what took place? You Feel free to speak up, too. Oh, yeah. She, she, knows, knows, she knows. He's this. doing great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was what, uh, when I started finding out about two years ago, two and a half years ago, is when I uh, my blood work was starting to show that kidney functions were elevated and uh, something, you know, fall back on. Well, it gets to the point, I have a certain type of, I have, it's called polycystic, okay. and it's hereditary. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've tried to find out my immediate family, including grandparents and stuff, none of them had it, but a great uncle on both sides had it, which I never knew them anyway. And uh, so that's probably where it uh, came from. Oddly enough, I did uh, my, if you, a master's equivalent on polycystic kidney disease. Oh, oh, is that right? (laughs) Yeah, I wrote a huge proposal on it. I never worked on it, but it's just like a proposal you have to do to pass to be able to go on to get your PhD. And so... Fantastic. It's the most common common form of hereditary... Right, so you know um, all about that then. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's very genetic. Um, So did you notice yourself getting sick at all? Like, did it... Was that why you... What prompted you to do the blood work? Was it just caught on a normal... Well, I have I have physicals work. every year anyway, yeah. and uh, that's when it started showing up a couple of years ago or so. So just, just keep an eye on it, and uh, it got to the point where uh, my kidney functions were down uh, to about ten percent. Oh, wow. now it's probably about five or six so, percent of use, use. So are you on are you on dialysis then? I'm on dialysis. And when did you start that? Uh, First of January. Yeah, January. Oh, that's it. Okay. January 1st. Had a couple operations in my arm to put the fistula fistula Mm -hmm. in there. And uh, so I've been doing that three times a week, four hours a session. How how was that? What what, what was it like to say, oh, man, my kidneys are going... (sighs) Well, uh, it gets to the point where you're not crazy about it, but uh, that keeps you alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, how did you guys feel as as Well, by the time we found out, you know, he was already having problems and stuff. I mean, he, he mentioned, you know, yeah, I'm never going to ask one of you guys that runs in the family. And he just... And, I, and at first it was kind of a scary thing. Wow, I hope I'm okay. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then... Uh, I started thinking about it, and I thought, you know, they're going to check me out thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And that's when I says, no, I'm going to step up, and hey, if you, I got I got a spare. And they sent him here for evaluation. And, right. From, and from so, um, so here we so are. So you didn't even, like, think about it. You were just like, if I can do this, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. Auto- automatically. Yeah. Well, that's one of those things if... Uh, 
Yeah. You don't ask somebody, you want to donate your kidney? Yeah. 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 You don't do that. And it boils down to, you know, uh, what can you say to your son? You mm -hmm. look at him, tears coming down my eyes. Yeah. And, and that's all that has to be said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, that's amazing. Um, yeah. when did you, f when did you, how did you guys come to this conclusion? So, you, you, you knew you had bad kidney function, probably needed a transplant at some point. When did you find out that you were able to actually give him a kidney? Um, it's been about a year and, and about a year. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as he found out I had to go on dialysis. Yeah. That's kind of once, the determining factor that uh, it's getting down the nitty gritty. Yeah, once yeah. the levels started going, I says, you know, and I started thinking about it more. I says, well, we better we better get on this, uh -huh. you know, and uh, yeah. and so. So what yeah. was the process like for you to, to be able to become a, a donor? Um, yeah, all the different things, all kinds of testing. Uh -huh. Lots of blood work, lots of, you know, thinking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's really it's, amazing. It's a good thing for, you know, anybody to donate a kidney or whatever they need, you know. For people get eyes and whatever, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, he needed happened to need a kidney. And our support is fantastic. We yeah. We, we want to do wife. some more fishing, you know. We still have, we still <laughs> yeah. have some more Still stuff got some years left in you? Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's so. cool. So, um, yeah, you guys come all the way from Alaska, which is really interesting. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, the University of Iowa, and it's uh, in combination with the VA here, is one of the kidney transplant centers for the VA in, in the United States. Yeah. And so I think I – think I'm not sure if they're the only one, or there's a no, couple. No, no, we have a choice. They're oh, one of did. the best. So why did you why did you choose Iowa? Well, one of them. Why? Well, they named off a few, and I thought Iowa was closest to Alaska. Oh, okay. Yeah. My geography's not that great, so it's probably not the closest <laughs> no. one. But I'm glad we chose it. Yeah. yeah. It's oh. turned out to be the best. Yeah, Iowa is fantastic. So, how did you? Um, so when you chose Iowa, what was the process? Did they? Did they fly you down here? Did the VA take care of that? How did it work? They did. They flew us down. They evaluated us. And, and they approved us. Tell oh, about cool. the other choices we had. Uh, different VA centers. Yeah. Uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Bronx, New York. So Iowa was closest. Probably. So I think Iowa was better. <laughs> I would have wagered that. Yeah. Not to mention yeah, you, get the, you get the Midwest charm of it all, too. Yeah, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. we loved it the first time we got here. We love it. Yeah. Last August. I just mm -hmm. love this place. It's just down-to-earth people. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. When and, are you... Uh, there's an eagle soaring out the window. Uh, <laughs> of course, <laughs> right? Thematic. So, there's a big uh, eagle out there. <laughs> what, um, when is your surgery scheduled for? Surgery is Monday morning. Mon next Monday morning. That's what I thought. Coming okay. Monday. That's exciting. Are you nervous? No. No, everything's going to be fine. Going in These with guys a positive attitude. Yeah, absolutely. They yeah. do a really job. They've got it, yeah. So um, when, when you were coming around to deciding to give your dad a kidney, uh, were you scared to do that? A was little it, bit. Yeah. There was, you know. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, um, coming to that decision has got to be difficult. Yeah, you, you have to think about it. You know, I was, a lot of times, I was worried about if I was going to have the same kind of a thing. Yeah. That he had, you know, and uh, so it was it was a little bit frightening. 
But then as I thought about it, I thought, well, they're going to check me out thoroughly, you know, and uh, if mine's good, there's, then I'm, I'm going to do it. Okay. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, polycystic kidney disease, I think progresses relatively, I think it can progress relatively slowly. Yeah. Fairly um, slow. Yeah, yeah. And so if, if you can have it for years and years and years and not mm-hmm. even know it. Um, yeah. And by now they would have been able to see something. Yes. Yeah, so that's what I was going to get at is yeah. that you would probably know that you had it by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how old for you are. Sure. But, yeah. We um, went to, you know, symposiums and stuff uh, to make sure that we were on, you know, and so I started studying everything about kidneys. Oh, that's yeah, cool. You know, yeah. And uh, and we're ready to go. Yeah. You might not have your PhD, but boy, we hey, went to... that's all you do. You <laughs> yeah. know what? I, I've just that's spent. Right. We've learned a few things. All, about all my that. PhD means is that I've spent a lot of time too long in school. <laughs> first off, and second, I just read a lot. I read right. a lot. There you go. That's it. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, so Darlene, what was it like? What is it like for you? What has your experience been with the whole process and um, were you worried from that your husband? From beginning to end, there's there is there's worry, there's stress, but from beginning to end, our support system has been phenomenal. Who is your support system? Our kids, our family, our neighbors, so, um, our, all of our relatives, good friends. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Difference. It makes all the difference. It does. all the difference. We got a big family, a lot yeah, of support. The support. So. That's fantastic. It, it doesn't yeah, make it here. easier. Mm. Yeah. And, and and how about Jennifer? What what has your experience been with it all? Like, are were you really worried? I mean, were you? Because when your kidneys start to fail, you the first thing is like, oh man, I could die, right? For for <laughs> right. And so right. The, right. they're That's absolutely reality. critical for survival. So were you guys worried that it was going to be a? In the beginning, we were worried. We weren't sure he was going to want to even do dialysis. No. Mm. So we just. You are you know, stubborn? Pardon? Are you a stubborn guy? <laughs> no, not necessarily stubborn. I just, uh, my quality of life, I mean, uh, uh, we're movers. We do stuff. We yeah, move, yeah. You know, <laughs> and uh, just thinking uh, being in there three days a week and God knows how long. Absolutely, if, you yeah. Know, Start as soon crazy. as he jumped in, mm. see, then it, it, <laughs> the whole thing changed, yeah. my opinion. But uh, no, I just would hang on as long as I just felt was necessary. You got grandkids at all? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we've got a, we got a mess of kids. <laughs> They're probably texting you right now. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so there's a, there's, you said there's a lot of worry involved. In, there in was, um, but the more I learned about it. I went to one of the symposiums with them. And what symposium did you go to, may I ask? The Kidney Foundation. Where was they that? They hold them regularly in Anchorage. Anchorage. Oh, it was in Anchorage. Oh, Are you guys from Anchorage? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's really cool. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, this, this is something that we hope as researchers that uh, we can get across is that there are um, ways that you can educate yourself about whatever is going on, right? Mm-hmm. Polycystic kidney disease. You go to, you found, right. I think it's really, really cool that you guys took the time to, to find something like this mm-hmm. and then go to it. And the kidney foundation is a, is a fantastic yes. foundation. Yeah, and, they are. Uh, you know, there's, there's all sorts of foundations for everything under the sun, but you know, I really encourage patients to, to do that sort of, um, we did. homework, which is yeah. really cool. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And there was people there that were donors and yeah, yeah. so we got yeah. firsthand really information and let us know what was yeah. we we're looking at. Yeah, you know, 
was it was really but, nice uh, to hear what they have to say too. No, what's really important is to have that support. I mean, like these two, Scott. Right. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, guys, I really want to thank you for coming on today. Mm -hmm. um, I think this has been a really special recording, at least for me. I think it's a really neat experience. We just heard from David and Vince, and now we're going to hear from Jack Jones. Welcome back to the Vets First Podcast. Today we have Jack Jones and his wife, Martha. They're from North Carolina, and Jack is a the first hep C positive kidney transplant done at the VA, and he was in the Navy from 1975 to 1979. Welcome, Jack. Welcome, Martha. It's really great to have you guys here. Thank you. Uh, thanks for agreeing to talk to us. And, uh, of course, Brandon is with us Hi, as everyone. usual. So I think the first question I'd really like to ask veterans is, um, where'd you grow up at? I grew up on the coast of North Carolina in Newburgh, North Carolina. Yeah. And uh, out of high school, I went straight into the Navy. You went straight into the Navy out of high school. Yeah. And what made you decide to join the Navy? My father had been in it. Oh, very cool. So you felt like a, a duty, felt, a sense of duty? Yeah, I felt like it at that. And also, I felt that I could see a lot more different countries yeah. and different ports in the Navy. Mm -hmm. Oh, fantastic. And so when you first signed up, did you just sign up for a five-year? A five-year? I signed up for uh, four years active, two okay. years inactive. Inactive. Oh, that's excellent. And so what was your role in the in the Navy? What did you do? I was a boiler operator. Okay. Can you explain a little bit about what okay. that means? I was at the bottom of the ship. Yeah. The ship has to have steam to be able to go underway at any given time. Mm-hmm. And we had to keep a boiler on line. So I was down there in the boiler room doing that. I mean, I was I was a watch, watching different equipment to make sure it stayed up to par. Uh, I was even down there when they had a fire. Oh, wow. Uh, they had a fuel line bust uh -huh. at 350 pounds of pressure and at flashpoint. Yeah. I, all I heard was a roar. And I run around the board, and I could see a fire coming to me, and I run to the stairs and ran up. <laughs> After I run up the first set, it was black from smoke. Oh, jeez. When I run up the second step, I stepped on a fellow. Uh, I reached down and grabbed a head full of hair with one hand. I couldn't see it. And I went up the third set, dragging him with me. Whoa. He had, so uh, did he get hurt from he the... He fell coming across the second story deck plates, which were aluminum, uh, and he they were melting and when he fell, his whole side of his face and his arm was solid metal. So I don't know how he got after that because they took him off ship. How do you, how were you able to shut it off? Did you? Oh, we turn, you can turn it off from different valves and different, uh, I see. different, uh, different rooms. Was that the most excitement you had while you were in the... That was too much excitement. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's not a good sort of excitement. I understand that. Well, down there you do water sides. You got mm -hmm. to go in the mud drum on the, when it boils down, and you have to clean every pipe, mm -hmm. run a hose with a grinder to do it. Oh, wow. Uh, I was on a detail where we had they had all the fresh water tanks started leaking, uh -huh. and everybody on the ship had to be stay in the bathroom. Yeah. And we had to go in there and redo those tanks, ship them all out, repair them, and paint them all back. Oh, wow. I got a combination letter from the captain of the ship before and the admiral. Cool. Who I was always on the admiral ship. Oh, nice. He was stationed in Italy for 
a year and four months, and I went with them. And we, we oh, that's there. cool. Oh, yeah, that was fun. That was pretty <laughs> cool. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that would have been pretty neat. So you got to see some of the world after all. A lot of it. That's really neat. Okay. Um, so after the military, when did you start seeking services at the VA? I would say I got out in 79, so I would say probably 84 or 5. You know, I think I think there's this overarching idea that that Vietnam veterans did not have a good experience with the VA. Um, how has your experience been? With I've never had a problem with. Uh, when it, when I first started with the VA, they were a little on the slow side. Yeah. But it progressively got better. Right now, you can't ask for a better place to go. Yeah. I mean, I get seen faster at the VA than I would at a regular hospital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not no, I far. think I think it's definitely improved a lot. And so, you know, you're here obviously for a kidney transplant. Oh, yes. And so can you tell me a little bit about how you came to need a kidney transplant? Okay. What, what did you start noticing? I was a diabetic. Uh, okay. And uh, my uh, my doctor at the VA hospital told, told me I was having trouble with my kidneys. And he said, when I got down to 20%, that my kidney didn't create and I let it drop it. He said, when, I, when you get down to 20% of your kidneys work, you can get on a Kidney mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, I'm a squeaky wheel. I'm not, everybody's going to know I'm in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I told him, I said, let's get on the list then when I got down to 20. Well, I got on the, I went to Pittsburgh. I got on the list with no, the what, VA. When was this? Uh, this is. Yeah, on the list in 2015. That's what I was thinking. And, like, how did you really know that you started, like, were you just going to normal checkups and you started noticing it? I was going to normal checkups with the diabetes clinic. Oh, okay. And they started seeing the levels going down. And that's when they put me in with the nephrologist. Uh And the nephrologist started telling me about, his name was Dr. Jack Work. Uh And he started putting, telling me that my creatinine level was going down. Well, it's really... They tell you you can do a little bit about it, but both they ain't. Mm-hmm. When you eat, I try to do what they'd say, but I'm not a vegetarian. Neither <laughs> <laughs> am I. Maybe a little <laughs> Growing up in Iowa, you definitely eat a lot of meat. Uh, yeah. I eat a lot of deer meat, too. Oh, yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. You're a hunter? Yeah. Oh, very cool. I, I hunt as well. I mean, quite a bit. Nice. Yeah. Fantastic. I feel 10 deer with a crossbow. Oh, nice. Crossbow. Oh, so you get to crossbow hunt yes. down in. That's very cool. Anybody yeah. can now. Anybody uh, can. So I think you. I think you have to have a, a a reason like a handicapped reason. Yeah, for, used to. You yeah, in there, but now anybody can. I got a hundred and sixty pound bow. He's a hundred yards or less. I know him That's impressive. Out. Yeah, that's cool. Nice. Are <laughs> the deer? What are the deer like down there? Just I'm just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deer. Are they are they small? You got bigger deer. Yeah. Oh man, we get huge deer. Yeah. You we got bigger. We got a hundred and sixty five. I scored a 160, or no, 196 and a fourth. Uh, it was the fifth biggest non-typical in the state of Iowa a few years ago. It was amazing. Now, uh, I didn't get it. it was down there, you might get an 8 or 10, sometimes an 11 or 12. Oh, yeah. But uh, as far as their weight goes, 
their average weight is not going to be over 220. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And I know guys that come up here and hunt, and they say it's nothing to get a 260, 280. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. pretty common. That'd be yeah. like me shooting a calf. <laughs> yeah. I have a farm down in yeah. southern Iowa. We have like 500 acres, and we hunt like a lot down there. So yeah. it's, oh, yeah. And then dragging it back I to the truck after you threw dresses. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you, you, your diabetes started affecting your kidneys. Yeah, it's getting worse. Yeah. And how, so, how long were you on the list? Uh, like, amount of time you were on the list uh, uh, until it came up that you can get a kidney? Okay, I got on the, I got on the list. September and... 29, 2015. 15, so she keeps up with this. Yeah, there you go. And uh, on March the 8th, I got a kidney. I, I got called. March 8th of this year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what happened was this year. in September in September of last year, they finally, after arguing with Pittsburgh, I want to get dual listed mm-hmm. with the VA. They finally said, okay. They sent me a letter said, you can get dual listed. What does dual listed mean? Dual listed means I can, I'm already with one VA uh-huh. hospital. That means I can go with a second. Oh. Because otherwise, you're just on that one list. Mm-hmm. And that's not enough for me. I said, I'm a sweet wheel. Mm-hmm. They're going to know I want to get me. So in between that, I went to the Winston-Salem, North Carolina, on the civilian side and got on their list. So I was on two. In September, they I came here. Had a great experience with them. Yeah, why'd you choose Iowa? I chose Iowa because uh, I talked to the doctors in uh, Charles George VA Center, mm-hmm. the nephrologist, in and they said that they had uh, had a few kidneys transplanted up here with patients, and that everybody had nothing but good stuff to say about them. Great. I said, well, that sounds like a good reason to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, recommend they it. recommended the doctors and everything here. I said, that sounds good. So I come up here in September, and I went through their whole program. Everything went great. And uh, they said they'd let me know. You know, well, They know everything. So they knew that I was, had had Hep C before. Mm-hmm. And in January, Dr. Katz from here mm-hmm. called me. Well, I, I, I had called them, really. And he said, I want to talk to you, too. Well, he answered my question. He says, now, he said, I know that you were hep C before, and I knew immediately what he was going to say, and uh, that you were cured. I said, yes, sir. He said, I've been having a little trouble getting hep C kidneys transplanted. I said, he said, would you take one? I said, right now. You got one? I'll be there. <laughs> I said, they get the plane ready. He said, no, nah, not yet. Said, <laughs> <laughs> Slow down a little bit. He said, do you think I you're going? Him, I told him I had already talked to Mike Sidorvik at the VA Center in Nashville. I, he was over the gastro and the hepatitis. And I said, I've already talked to Mike. He says, that no problem. He can cure it again. He said, uh, it sounds like you know what's going on. I said, Probably know a little more than you do about it right yeah. now. I said, I've really been checking it out. He said, sounds great. He said, I'll be calling you. Well, that was in January. In March, on March the 8th, at 11.53, Lindsay called me, mm-hmm. the coordinator here. She said, hey, she said, hello, Mr. Jack. How you doing? I said, darling, I'd be doing good if you told me I had a... Kidney. Got some good news coming my way. She said, I do, but it's hep C. I said, don't bother me. 
I said, uh, you gonna check to get any out? She said, yes. She, said, uh, she told me that it was a prisoner that had died. You can take your own views from that. And I said, as long as it checks out, I'm good. Uh, we left at 2.30. We got to the Asheville airport at 2.30 and they pulled in with a prop plane that only had six seats in it. That's cool. Co-pilot and the pilot took care of two of them and there was nobody else with us on it. And they flew us straight to Iowa City, Iowa, yeah. not to see the rabbits. They had a limousine waiting on us at the oh. airport. They drove us down to Heartland, to the motel, and then to here. And when I got here, they immediately started prepping me in ICU. And uh, I, I, everybody, everybody in ICU, everybody in the hospital has been outstanding. Their food is good. Their, their response, if you can mash their button, great. But uh, by 7.20, she said 7.20, I was uh, getting a kidney the next morning. And she says, Dr. Katz come out after the surgery. And what did he tell you? Oh, he said, your husband got a real good looking kidney. Uh, <laughs> that's great. That's a great turnaround. You guys have any yeah. kids? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're grown. That's So Martha, what was it like for you during this whole process? Were you nervous? Were you excited? Yeah. Everything. <laughs> well, and I, I was just worried about. I didn't want to be the kid because I didn't want him to die. I felt yeah. like he was, he had one foot in the grave, you know. Yeah. So I wanted him to get the kidney, and him getting the Hep C kidney was that was good news to me because I knew that you could be cured from Hep C. Dialysis so, is just something to prolong your life. Mm, yeah. yeah. No, that's true. Did, were on, you on? Were you on I dialysis? I was on dialysis for two years and seven months. What's that? that? Can you explain? Was two fifteen gauge needles in my arm. Yeah. Every other day, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, regardless, and you're in there four and a half hours normally. If you got too much fluid on, which I did a lot of times, those are both of my size. 32 ounces a day of fluid, and that's anything liquid at room temperature, is all you can have. It's not good. Could you imagine drinking? No, that would not. That day? would not be good. No. Well, it wasn't good for me. I had to go from drinking a pot of coffee a day down to a half a cup. Uh, I don't know mm -hmm. if I could do that. No, you trust me. If it means your life, yeah, you can true. do it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but they, uh, they'd stick me with the needles, and thankfully, the VA gave me lidocaine to put on my arm. And uh, I, I, when I finally got the kidney, I went back, and I saw the people at the, the dialysis center. Because they were like an extended family. Mm -hmm. I saw them three days a week. Yeah. For two years and seven months. I knew them about as good as they knew me. Yeah. But uh, getting back to this place, uh, <laughs> I went down to the main floor after I see you. They had told me that I, if you walk, you can do better. They didn't know who they were talking to. <laughs> I was used yeah. to walking 2.4 miles a day with her. Yeah. Mm. In ICU, I walked 25 t times around <laughs> the clinic the day after the surgery. When I got down to the main floor, I was walking all the time. I'd walk three to four times a day. They see me out there walking at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. 
I'm a coon hunter. Yeah. Said, Why ain't you sleep? I said, I've got to walk. And uh, so it really helped me do it a little better for being sore. And uh, what I should say, we were here three weeks and a half. Yeah. Uh, saying it to Hartley, because they got to get all your meds straightened yeah. out and all that. And that took a little while. I did, did you have one problem with my mouth? You see people in the old uh, cowboy shows? They're out in the desert, their horse is dead, they throw the canteen away and they got no more water, and their mouth is all cracked. Oh, and yeah. Theirs, theirs look good compared to mine. Okay. That's no joke. They tried everything here for relief. Never could come up with the right combination. It took four and a half to five weeks for it to just finally go away, work its way out. But Did you immediately it, notice, notice the difference yes. with the new kidney? Immediately, yes, my output was great. <laughs> yeah. Joke. Felt, did you feel better? Yes, I started feeling better. I started, uh, well, when you go to the restroom, you're not there 30 minutes trying to do this once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can blow the back of the toilet off. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah, that was great. Bill had to stay in the hospital. I think it was like five days, and then he moved on to the motel room with me for the rest of the time. Yeah, oh, that's I don't great. call it my new kidney. I call it my new to me kidney. Yeah, yeah it's like a used car. Yeah. Except I got a good one. Yeah, what is it? You, you know, one question I asked, I've been asking the all the kidney transplant patients, and you right. can feel free to not answer this is. How does it feel to have another person's organ in your body? Very appreciative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's generally the, yeah. the uh, feeling. We wrote a letter to the donor family thanking them. Mm-hmm. I know it was hard for them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But, but, uh, but it, yeah, I would someday, if possible, I'd someday wouldn't mind meeting the family. Yeah. It just tells them in person how appreciative I am. Yeah. Well, wow, you just definitely gave me goosebumps, man. So with that, I think we're going to end for today. And uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Vets First Podcast and really thank Jack for his uh, time in the service. And um, um, congratulate him on his new kidney. It's really, really, really exciting and cool. New to me, kidney. New to you, kidney. kidney. Yes. 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 Well, thank you very much. This concludes today's Vets First podcast. For questions or comments relating to the program, please direct email correspondence to vetsfirstpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.